Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman is unaware of the danger that is being plotted for his friends in the back room of a frame house in the little mining town of Moundville, where two men are holding an ominous conference. What's the situation? For one thing, you won't have to worry about that little guy no more. Good. Now, how about the newspaper dame, Miss Lane? Just leave her to me. By the night, you won't have to worry about her no more. Neither. Crack goes the bat against the ball. Your feet carry you past the diamond, whizzing across the grass after the ball. You're chasing it back, back... Up against the left field wall, you're under it, waiting. Got it. You'll wipe your face, streaming with perspiration. Yes, sir, spring training is hard work. It means long hours out on the diamond, limbering up. And, brother, it sure can get mighty hot out there. The sun beats down on you steadily and unrelentingly. Soon your skin begins to feel funny, sort of parched and tight. When practice is over, you go back into the house for supper, and one look in the bathroom mirror tells you what's happened. Sunburn. Your neck is all red and your nose looks like a traffic stop signal. What's more, freckles have popped out and spilled over your face. Freckle face! Now that's your nickname every summer, for the hot sun is the signal not only for baseball to begin, but sunburn and freckles as well. What makes your skin get darker and freckled in the summer? 
Well, you know, boys and girls, that skin color is the result of how much carotene and melanin is in the skin. We all have both of these chemicals in our skin, but in different amounts. Well, in the summer, the sun beats down on you and adds more melanin to your skin. The result is a darker skin. A suntan and freckles appear. You know, freckles are nothing more than little spots of skin with extra amounts of melanin in it. So, gang, if someone asks you why your skin is black, brown, or scorchingly suntanned, you can tell them, oh, it's just a lot of melanin. And now, the adventures of Superman. When Lois Lane, reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, told cub reporter Jimmy Olsen that she was going away on a dangerous assignment and that he could learn her destination by solving a certain crossword puzzle, both he and Clark Kent, who is Superman, thought the girl reporter was playing a practical joke. But as we know, Lois was in deadly earnest. Proceeding to the little mining town of Moundville, situated below a range of mountains on the edge of the desert, Lois met Horatio Horn, the amateur detective and local correspondent for the Daily Planet in Squeen Run, Ohio. There, in a room of the local hotel, Horn said he had summoned Lois to Moundville to help him on a sensational story. But before he could tell her about it, he disappeared from before her very eyes. As we continue now, a weird-looking man who startled Lois in the shabby hotel lobby knocks on her door. Then, without waiting for a reply, he pushes the door open and enters the bare little room. Tall, red-faced, and white-haired, the mysterious stranger is dressed in an ancient, rusty rock coat, a soiled, stiff shirt with no collar, and torn canvas sneakers. Now, as low as her heart pounding presses back against the wall, the man advances toward her, his wide, mirthless smile displaying two solid rows of gold teeth. Forcing back a scream, Lois asks... Who are you? How dare you just, just walk into my room like this? This ain't your room, lady. It's my room. Your room? Sure. I own this hotel. Oh. Oh, well. Ketchell's the name. Frosty Ketchell. Well, what I want to know is, what's all this crazy stuff you've been telling my handyman, Willie? It's true. Mr. Horn, Horatio Horn of Screen Run, Ohio, he's the local correspondent out there for my paper, the Metropolis Daily Times. I don't care about all the names and places. I just want to tell you... Look, Mr. Ketchell, not more than half an hour ago, Mr. Horn was standing right here, just where I'm standing now. He was telling me about about something when the lights seemed to blink. It wasn't more than a second before they brightened again, and when they did, Mr. Horn was gone. Don't see anything to get all head up on about that? Well, you don't seem to understand. Mr. Horn just disappeared right before my very eyes. I can't understand it, but I'm afraid something terrible has happened to him. Didn't anything happen to him? Just walked up. But he didn't. I would have seen him. You said the lights went dim, didn't you? Well, yes, but only for about a second, not anymore. He couldn't have walked out of the room in that time. He did, though. I seen him. You saw him? Sure. I was coming along Main Street when he come busting out of the hotel. Hello there, Mr. Horn. I says to him, seems like you're in a powerful hurry to get someplace. He says, I am. He says, she says I forgot something mighty important up to the city. I... You had to get up there right away. Oh, really? What city? Uh, well, how do I know? Doesn't happen to him in my hotel, though. He went out of here under his own power. I don't believe that, Mr. Ketchum. Now, look Mr. Here, Horn Mr. did not leave this room under his own power, as you say. Something happened to him, and I'm beginning to think that you had... You're beginning to think what? 
Well, I'm going to find out what happened to him. Hey, tell you, he left town, and I'm advising you to do the same. His place ain't healthy for you. What do you mean by that? Well, Moundville's a rough town, Miss. Miners and prospectors and such, you know. Uh, I'll get you a ride to Desert City. You can get in a train or an airplane from there. No, thanks, Mr. Ketchell. I'm staying right here until I find Mr. Horn, and that is final. I am warning you, Miss. Get out of Moundville. Get out right now. For your own good. You should have heard Miss Lane on the phone just before, Beanie. Honest, she was a riot. Yeah, what'd she say, Jim? Well, get this. She said she was in a jam in a little town way out in the desert, and she wanted me to find Mr. Kent and send him out there right away on account of Horatio Horn had just disappeared. Horatio Horn. Well, you know our wacky correspondent out in Screen Run, Ohio. The correspondent school Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Hammond. Uh-huh. What an act she put on. She even screamed over the phone. She did. Well, well look, Jim, maybe we ought to do something, huh? Maybe we ought to call Mr. Well, Kent. don't be silly. Just because I fell for the gag before, she... Well, will I answer the phone, Beanie? Mr. Kent's office, James Olson speaking. No, Mr. Kent won't be back till tomorrow. He said I should take any messages for him, though. No, I don't know where he is. Well, who's calling, please? Who? Miss Horn. Evaporation Horn? No, his sister. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Well, she was Miss Horn. I can't understand what... Yes, she did, but I thought... Oh, gosh. Sure, I'll tell Mr. Ken as soon as I see him. Yeah, I'll tell him to call you. Okay, Goodbye. How do you like what that? What happens, Jim? Well, that was Horatio Horn's sister calling long distance from Screen Run. Keepers, what did she want? She wanted to talk to Mr. Kent because she said Horatio told her to call Mr. Kent if anything happened to him. And she's afraid something did happen to him. No kidding. Yeah. She said Horatio left Screen Run the night before last. Said he was going on a big story for the Daily Planet with Miss Lane. And she hasn't heard from him since. Oh, jeepers. Maybe something did happen to him then like, like Miss Lane said on the phone. That's what I was thinking. Only... Only what? Well, I was sure Miss Lane was joking. So was Mr. Kent. Jimmy, I think we ought to get hold of Mr. Kent. No, we can't. He and Mr. White went someplace on a big deal. Very hush-hush. He said he couldn't even tell me where they were going. Well, what'll we do? Jeepers, I don't know what... Look, Beanie, I'm going out there. Out where? To that mining town where Miss Lane said she was. Are you kidding? No, I don't know where Mr. Kent is or Mr. White, so I've got to go. But look, don't you let out a peep about this until I get back. You promise? Well, well, sure, Jim, but suppose you get in trouble, too. What, Ben? Well, don't worry, I won't. Look, Beanie, you call up my mother and tell her I won't be home tonight, will you? Tell her I'm working on a story and, well, I'll, I'll be in touch with her. Okay, Jim, but I think you ought to no, wait. I can't until... wait. Maybe this is a gag, but if it isn't, then Miss Lane needs me. So long, Beanie. Be seeing you. Rushing from the Daily Planet, Jimmy Olsen sets out for Moundville. What will happen now? We'll be back in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. So stand by. Gang, ever hear the phrase, skin deep? Sure you have. Many is the time you've sized up a fellow by saying, Oh, he's not as tough as he makes out. That big talk, it's only skin deep. Skin deep is just another way of saying, It's not important. Or, it's only on the surface. Doesn't show what's going on down deep. For instance, when a so-called friend of yours doesn't come through in a pinch or turns out to be a fair-weather friend, well, it's pretty safe to say his loyalty is just skin deep. Only things that are unimportant are described that way. And that's why it's so right to say that a person's color is only skin deep. 
It doesn't tell you a thing about what goes on beneath the surface, underneath the yellow or black or white skin. For I'm sure you all know that a person's color has nothing to do with his character or courage or friendliness. So when you know a person's color, in other words, when you know whether he has more carotene or melanin in his skin, what you know only goes skin deep. Nowadays, while you're having spring training, it's easy enough to skin your knee. Sliding into base can do it fast enough. Well, a brown boy who slides into first base and a yellow boy who slides into first base and a white boy who slides, they all have the same red skin spot on their knees when they skin it. They all hurt just exactly the same, too. So remember that skin color, as well as beauty, only goes skin deep, and that whoever judges people on the basis of outward appearance is not only unjust, but often sadly mistaken. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Traveling by plane to Desert City and from there by taxi, Cub reporter Jimmy Olsen arrives in the little desert mining town of Moundville shortly before midnight. As we join him now, he is in the shabby little lobby of the only hotel, gazing in some wonder at the proprietor, Frosty Ketchell, who still wears his rusty frock coat, his soiled collarless stiff shirt, and torn canvas sneakers. I'm not sure yet. I, I'd like to see Miss Lane, please. Who? Miss Lois Lane. She's a reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet. She's staying here. Ain't nobody with that name stopping here, Bob. Huh? Are you sure? Of course, I'm sure. Owner of this hotel, hard knows. But, but at the station, they told me this is the only hotel in town. And Miss Lane said on the phone she was at the hotel. She so... ain't registered here, Bob. What's more, she never was. Well, how do you like that? I fell for a gag again and came all the way across the country, too. Boy, am I the prize, dope. That's that you're talking about, Bud. Oh, nothing, mister. Look, do you know if I can get a taxi to take me to the airport in Desert City? I'm going back to Metropolis. Sure, sure. Joe Hanks, right up the street outside the Silver Dollar. He'll take you to Desert City. Thanks. I'm sorry I bothered you. That's okay, Bob. Good night. Good night. Boy, oh, boy. I take the cake. <laughs> Believing that he has once again been the victim of a practical joke played by Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen walks out of the hotel to begin his long journey back to Metropolis. But as we know, Frosty Ketchell, the hotel proprietor, lied to the cub reporter. Lois had been in his hotel only that morning. Where is the girl reporter? Did something happen to her because she refused to heed Frosty Ketchell's warning to leave Moundville? And what has happened to Horatio Horn, who disappeared so mysteriously the night before? We'll find out tomorrow, gang, when two more startling developments take place. So be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 4 of the Crossword Puzzle Mystery on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you'll hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>